Hi friends, welcome to Level Up with Lori. This podcast is all about the ins and outs of building a six-figure network marketing business. I'm your host, Lori Urban, small business and network marketing coach. I teach women how to build businesses on their terms and around their busy lifestyles. I want them to fall in love with their business and to wake up every single morning with purpose. I am so excited that you tuned in today. So let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Love of Lori. I am so glad that you are here this week. I hope the sound is okay on this because I'm doing double duty over here and currently watching the kiddos bounce on the trampoline, allowing the million caterpillars who have seemed to take it over, taken over our property to crawl all over and drive me a bit nuts and sitting outside and recording this episode. So you guys know my favorite saying is done is better than perfect. So this is for you. (laughs) A perfect example of that rather than making sure that I'm in my office with the door closed and everything like perfect. I'm just getting it done and allowing the kids to have the freedom to jump on the trampoline at the same time and allowing that to kind of be okay. And I think that that's a really important element inside of our businesses is that um, every single time done is better than perfect because when we get up again, when we get caught up on perfection, a lot of the times we get stuck and we don't move forward. And I see this all the time with my clients. And this is like just that little nudge that if you're like, Lori, I can hear the wind, I can hear the trampoline, I can hear the horses, I can hear the birds, but that's not so bad, right? Done is better than perfect. And so today is kind of a one-off episode, kind of out of series. And But what I wanted to talk about today, because I keep getting the nudge from the universe that I need to share my story again, or more, or whatever that looks like. But I believe that when I very first launched this, this whole podcast, that I did share my story. However, all of the time when I share little bits over on Instagram and my stories about the day to day and the migraines and the Botox and all the like things, people are always like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't know that about you. And then I was doing a training for um, another company yesterday. And I kind of started talking about how I got started in network marketing and all of the people were like, "I, I didn't know that about you. And I guess it's just kind of another reminder that we need to continue to show up and share our truths and that, you know what, our message, it just needs to get replayed over and over and over again, because there's always new people coming into our worlds, right? And we want to allow those new people to get to know us. And so digging back into our stories, sharing it over and over again, like digging into our brand messages, which I think if you listen to my branding episode, you know all about, um, those need to be on repeat inside of our businesses. Um, and for strategic reasons, oh my goodness, you guys, does anybody else live in the country and have these tiny, tiny, I mean, tiny little caterpillars, they are persistent and they are quick and they are driving me a little bit crazy and I'm looking around at the other chairs that are around me thinking I wonder if one of these ones is better positioned but I mean that's what they are okay so where do I start in telling you my story because I feel like there are just so 
many elements to it that have kind of led me to where I am today. And one of the mentors that I'm working with, she keeps saying to me, Lori, like you need to bring people into your journey. You need to show them the transformation that you've had to bring them into your world to, to really teach what you know. And I think this is so true, right? Like so often I think we lean on strategy, we lean on the pillars, but we forget that there's so much power in our own truth, in our own journeys, in our own transformations. And so I don't really know where my my journey began. It could have began with the wedding planning business that I started in my 20s. It could have begun um, when I started a children's consignment shop online, when my second son was born, maybe the very beginning piece of the puzzle was the very first network marketing party that I went to that really laid the foundation for my hatred for the industry. And the reason that I ran from every single one of those parties for the next three years. (laughs) And now I can see now that like why all of the connotations around network marketing exist because that party was everything that people say about network marketing and everything that I'm trying to change inside this industry. And it's just interesting because had I not like had I not accidentally started my own network marketing business, maybe I really would have never gotten to experience the beauty that's inside of these businesses. And so when I say accidentally started, I mean, totally a hundred percent by accident. I was, um, I was actually pregnant with my third. And for those of you that know me well, you know that I have three boys. They are all within two and a half years of one another. And before you're like, Lori, you're crazy. What were you thinking? Know that I was not thinking that that was not planned, that the two, my first two are actually 14 months to the day from one another. And that that was planned. That was intentional. But then I cried a lot and it was really hard. And actually my second son is, um, and and still is the most challenging of my children. He's just, well, let's just say he's a character with a lot of, um, (laughs) a lot of like layers. Anyways, I would never have chosen to do that again. I realized just how challenging it was to have essentially two babies. Um, when my second son was born, my first one, um, he was, well, so he was 14 months. He didn't walk until he, until his 15th month. So I was literally lugging around this like 20, 20 pound child <laughs> and also a newborn. So anyways, long story short, cause I'm sure we could be here for hours talking about this. I was, I believe eight and a half months pregnant with William. When I came home from work, I was teaching full time then. And it was like, it was kind of a crazy little rigmarole because I taught an hour away from where we lived. My husband at that time Was he, no, he was teaching at that time, but he taught about 45 minutes away from where we lived. And then the boy in a totally different direction from where I worked. So it's like going actually the opposite directions. And then the two boys were in daycare about 
40 minutes away from where we lived, which I know does not sound strategically smart, but when you live in the country and you have children back to back and you actually move within those two years, like it's just, it wasn't clean, right? Like it was messy. And we just, we did what we had to do to get by and like make it through six months of teaching. So I could get the number of hours to take my third mat leave. And like, so anyways, it wasn't like it was well thought out and well planned and intentional, but they were in a totally different city from where either one of us worked. So Wayne would take them in the morning and then head to work. And then I would do this massive loop-de-loop after work and go and pick them up and then come home. It would literally take me about an hour and a half round trip, I think. And when I came home with the two boys, um, the front door was wide open. My initial thought was like, Wayne, like, honestly, you can't even close the door. Like, what, what on earth? And I come in, TV's missing. Like, it wasn't like the whole house was like trashed or anything but like it literally took about like a good solid three minutes before I was like oh 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 we've been broken into and so me and my eight and a half month pregnant belly like probably with one child holding onto one hand carting the other on a hip like oops I guess we should get out and you called my husband blah blah anyways so my all of my jewelry was stolen when we were robbed and so I, I really was um, a pretty classic jewelry wearer, although I was also a statement earring lover at that time too. So basically my collection consisted of a lot of Tiffany, a lot of Tiffany's. Like I had the studs, I had the classic, a couple classic bracelets, I had like all the things. And then a bunch of really fun costume jewelry like oh that was pretty out there and so when I had to go replace it I had actually been collecting those those fun earrings for years years so I didn't really know where to start and so I asked one of my girlfriends that just seemed to always look really pulled together who seemed to have really great taste in that in that kind of stuff where where would you buy like if you wanted to buy you know a few pieces a bunch of pieces because I wanted to replace quite a bit of it and it would just made sense to do all at one time time and she led me to the sell and dot website and she was like oh my goodness Laura you're gonna love this and literally like it was like falling down a rabbit hole of all things pretty so um and then at that time so I didn't even know anybody that sold sell and dot in fact I had never heard of the company at that time and so I threw up a post on Facebook and was like hey Hey, does anybody know anybody that sells sell and dot? And I need to buy a few pieces. And a friend led me to her sister and her sister was, um, like a total hobbyist, really just used it more for the discount, loved the stuff as much as I did. And she said, sure. Yeah. Just let me know what you want me to want to order. And in further investigation on the website, I noticed that there was a sign up deal. And I think the sign up deal at that time was $450 worth of product for $199. Now our sign up deal is different now. Um, even better in my my opinion, FYI, if you need to start a business, let me know. I'm happy to help. Um, but anyways, it was 450 for 199. And I was like, well, considering this is going to go through my insurance claim, doesn't it make a whole lot more sense to get a get bang for my buck? And with zero intention of starting a business, because like I told you, I ran full force from network marketing companies, right? Like I was just like, not into that. I didn't want to push my friends. I didn't want to sell da 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 Hang tight. Are you going inside, honey? Oh, how come you haven't been out that long? It's too long. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so back to my story. Sorry about that. There's a little bit of real life for you guys. Um, I signed up. I signed up and <laughs> I didn't do a whole lot with it in the very beginning. Cause like I said, I was three weeks out from giving birth and, but I got hooked. I fell head over heels in love with the product. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I get more of it? And how do I get more of it for less? And of course they had an incredible deal in the beginning with like product credit, just like being thrown at you for selling. So I think I like gave my discount away to a bunch of people. I like bought a bunch for myself. I, I sold a couple things and I just did whatever I had to do to hit those first levels and to roll in my free jewelry. And that really just made the obsession even more. Like the more I got, the more I needed hands up. If that is like part of your experience (laughs) with starting your company. And so, um, then when I was giving birth to William, they were doing this, um, this every mother counts. They were supporting this incredible charity called every mother counts. And there was this beautiful bracelet and I had some complications after William and it wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy birth. And likely because like I said, I had three babies within two and a half years and my body was just like screaming out for me to stop. (laughs) And, um, I sold like all of these bracelets while in the hospital after giving birth to William, because I was so dang passionate about women in every single country of this world, being able to experience the, um, the healthcare that we take for granted. And so anyways, that just hooked me even further. And when like the dust started to settle after William and I started to like, really look at what was like, what I like that I had actually made a little bit of money that like, and I started to dig a little bit deeper and I started to like really look at the comp plan, but I still didn't pay a whole lot of attention. I think I did. Like, I know if I had a friend that said, Hey, can you bring over your jewelry? I'll invite some people. And I was like, Oh, Oh, like a party. Yeah. Like, sure. And I did that. And then about 10 months later, after I had signed up, um, a girlfriend contacted me because I was sharing it online. I just wasn't like, I really wasn't strategically doing anything. I was just sharing what I liked. And she sent me a message and lo and behold, the same sign up deal was not going on. She's like, I've been thinking about signing up. We weren't really friends at the time, but Um, we were acquaintances and like, I was like, sure. And I actually ended up going to her launch party. And so that was the first real true network marketing party that I'd ever been to. And it was like this massive eye opening awakening being like, Oh my goodness, this was so much fun. The women inside of it were like loving every single second because who doesn't love like a glass of wine, a bag of chips and like, fun jewelry, right? Everybody does. So it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. It was in fact, completely the opposite experience to what I'd had years earlier inside of one of those kind of events. And so I remember driving home being like, Oh, like I could do this. I could do this. This is something I could do. And, um, and then also like secondary to that thinking like, um, I just made money. Like I just made money and I was having fun. And, um, 
And I actually didn't even do anything. I didn't even sell anything to any of my people, right? Like it was all her. And I remember like Wayne and I went out for dinner shortly after that. And I, we were having this conversation. I was like, what if, like, you know that, like my, one of my favorite sentences is the what if, and the permission slip to like dream really big after that sentence, like what if this could happen? What if I could do this? And that's where I kind of started to take that conversation. And I just remember him looking at me across the table being like, I totally see where this is going, Lori. You've got that spark in your eye because since we'd been together, like when we started, I, um, I had the, I had the wedding planning business and then I did the children's consignment and I still was doing it at that time, actually. And so he knew that there was like this inner entrepreneur in me that just like loved starting things, loved creating things, loved building things. So he knew where I, he knew even before I did probably. And so I remember thinking, okay, I'm on my mat leave right now. What if I could go back to work with a team of three? What if I could go back to work doing this level of personal sales? I could build that. That would be fun. That would be exciting. And Lo and behold, I think that like I blew that initial goal out of the water. I went back to work with like quite a thriving little business, right? Like we were doing, I believe a couple months after work, my, our average team sales were around 20,000. I was selling thousands of that. Um, We were having so much fun. We were growing all the things. And so I was back to commuting an hour to and from work working full time. I don't know how many people know that I was a full time teacher before in a past life. But I taught business and math and at the high school level, it absolutely loved every single second of it. Like I still to this day miss so many aspects of being a teacher and just the impact, the connection, the classroom, all of it. So I kind of was living the dream at that time. Like I just like I had it all I don't know except that I also had a one two and three year old which is a lot but um it was it was an interesting and busy time in our lives and so a couple months click by everything's rocking and rolling we're in the busy season of um my cell and dot as most people in this industry know the fall is your busier time typically thank you Christmas shoppers and in November at the very end of the month I was in I guess what I would call a life-changing car accident. And I was hit, I was driving on the 401, which for those of you that are not Canadian or from Ontario is a major highway. It's a major three-lane highway. I was hit by a transport truck. And um, then as I was spinning out of control, I was also hit by, I believe, three or four more cars. And then I landed headfirst in a cement median. So I actually... um, I actually walked away with all of my limbs intact, which I will never forget the feeling of, because I don't really, really remember the accident. I remember spinning and I remember telling myself in my head, hold on, you're going to hit something. I'm not sure what that thing is going to be, but it'll be something. And so I remember like gripping the steering wheel with both hands. And I remember the feeling of getting out. I don't remember getting out of the car, but I remember being out of the car and literally running my hands over my arms and over my legs, wondering if I was in one piece, like if I was broken anywhere, if I was bleeding anywhere and just kind of being in shock. And so that little 
turn of events completely changed the trajectory of my entire life, entire life. Um, I'll try to keep this relatively short, but in short, I was never, ever able to get back to teaching. I tried many times. It was my desire to get back to teaching. It was obviously, right. It was something that it going into teaching was, was not something that I decided when I was 18. It was, it was a career that I pursued when I was 28 years old. Like it was, it was a very intentional choice for my lifestyle and for my family and actually where I met Wayne. So I always joke that at least he was worth the $30,000 tuition that I paid to get through. Cause I went to teacher's college at a private school in, in the U S so Anyways, long story short, I was never able to get back to teaching. And not only that, but it kind of steamrolled me into years and years of physical therapy and just trying to get back to living a normal life. And I am now, as I record this, over five and a half years after the accident and still feel the effects of the accident every single day. I feel it in daily migraines. I feel it in exhaustion that comes from a concussion and I feel it in cognitive delays and so many elements that it's really hard to, that unless you've been through something like this, you'll never truly understand, I don't think, or maybe live with somebody. I'm sure I think Wayne is probably the one person in my life that truly and gets it at least 80% of it. So anyways, long story short, after that, um, when I was really kind of at this top of my game inside of my business, right? Like you, you know, that place that you get to in your network marketing business, where all of a sudden everything clicks, where all of a sudden everybody's running together and the energy and the momentum and the excitement that you've built is just truly amazing and feels so incredible. That's where I was in my mission at that time. And the second that accident hit, like happened, it was like, if it was almost like this moment where it was like, everything could have vanished in a single second, right? Because in theory, I couldn't do it anymore. The way that I had built my business was in-person events, was in-person event network or networking was face-to-face connection. And I couldn't get out of bed most days. And so, and there was every single person in my life. Now I will tell you that, um, there weren't professionals that were telling me to give it up. In fact, a lot of my specialists that I worked with felt that, me using my brain, me having something that gave me a little bit of pur- purpose and life and light inside of my daily like struggle was actually a really good thing. But the people that loved me, the people that watched me struggle through every single day told me that I needed to focus on myself. I needed to focus on the boys that were one, two, and three at the time. Like I just needed to focus on essentially getting out of bed and doing something every day. Right. And so, I mean, that was Wayne, that was my mom, that was my friends, family, everybody like, and don't get me wrong. They only wanted what was best for me. And I knew that at the time, but I also knew that I didn't want to let it go, that there was something inside of me, deep inside of me that, that felt a bigger purpose with this business that I was building that was emotionally attached to what I had built and the what ifs that I had attached to what I was building, right? Like I had such 
big dreams. And I wasn't going to allow something that happened to me to take every single thing away from me, right? Like it took away so many years of smiling and laughing and playing with my boys. It takes away so many days out of every single month that I live right now. It takes away hours out of every single day that I lead. It took away a career that I worked really, really hard to get. It takes away something from me every single day, but I wasn't going to allow it to take away that, right? I wasn't going to allow it to take away everything. And so there was this piece of me that held on to my business, like it was a life raft to who I was before the accident. It was like it was that piece of me that still got to be me that still got to show up in the same ways. And don't get me wrong, like it was hard. But the majority of the people that I connected with in an online world didn't necessarily know the behind the scenes of my life, right? Like some of them knew I'd been in a car accident. Some of them didn't find out for months or even a year. And some of them maybe still don't know to this day, but I still got to be me at the me that I was before. And for anybody who's been through something traumatic, whether it's a divorce or a death or an accident or something that kind of changes you, it changes every conversation you have too for a really long time, right? It becomes the topic of conversation. Every single time someone asks you how you are, it's incredibly loaded. <laughs> every single person wants to tell you a story that they of someone they know that's been through something similar and this is what has helped them. And they everyone comes from this loving, incredible place. But my God, it is exhausting, right? Because you just want to get out of this thing that's weighing you down, this like health, and you just want reprieve from that. And you don't have that inside of your everyday life because you're in the pain, you're, you're in the sorrow, you're in the loss and everybody else around you, they think that by helping you, like it's, it's very, very challenging to explain, but there was this part of me that still got to be me inside of my business. And I was holding on to that little tiny slice of the original Lori for dear life because I don't want to lose her. And even as I say this right now, like it, it brings tears to my eyes because I do still miss the, who I was before the accident. Wayne, um, Wayne always jokes that before the accident, I was 150% of a human. And now I just need to, I need to get used to being normal and that I just need to like settle with being hundred percent of a human. Like, I mean, he, he jokes cause he knows the daily struggle and he knows that he just, he knows how much more I want for my life, right? And how much ambition is inside of me and how much drive is inside of me and how much my health um, creates barriers and walls that I fight through every single day. And so there was some very intentional choice attached to the fact that I kept going inside of my business. And I think that by doing that, it brought me to the surface. It, it helped me struggle through being diagnosed with um, severe depression. There were months where I wasn't strong enough to walk up my stairs. I would crawl up them because I was so dizzy and so tired and so overwhelmed that I didn't trust myself to walk up them. And don't get me wrong. They were actually very steep. And like these, these, these were the ones in my old house. <laughs> 
and they were really steep and the kids fell down them a couple times and I worried for their lives. But like, this is, that was the reality that I was living in. But when I was inside my business and it was very small chunks of time that I was inside my business because of what I was struggling through on the outside, I was still worried, right? I was still successful. I was still stylish in people's eyes. I was still a whole person. And so I held on to that and I continued to build my business. But the shift that I had to make inside of my business was to do it completely differently. And at that time, remember, this was over five and a half years ago, people were really not building businesses online. Like it wasn't a normal everyday thing whatsoever. It was... I mean, we had team pages online. We connected with our teams online and we did a little bit of back and forth with our customers. I think I had a customer VIP group, but it wasn't something that I was actively building. It wasn't something that I was showing up in daily. I was, I had dabbled in a couple of online parties a few months before, but it wasn't something that I was strategically using as a tool inside my business because I was in-person girl. I thrived on that. I loved that energy. And so I realized that if I wanted to continue to build this business, and if I wanted to achieve the level of success that lived inside of my soul, that I was going to need to figure out a way to do that differently, that I was going to need to build my own platform in order to recreate that in-person experience, in order to recreate the success that I had built. And so I did do, I I think I eventually got back to doing a little bit of in-person things here and there a few years after my accident, but I really um, started to learn. And not only that, but I became really, really intentional with the time that I did have because they were in very small snippets. So I could work my business for about 20 minutes, maybe a few times a day. Um, There were some times where I could work up to a little bit more than that. And, um, And then again, there were also days where I was just like, I couldn't do anything at all. So it was very interesting. I could almost hide my pain by being online and putting my best face forward. And I think I still do that a little bit to to this day. I mean, probably a lot. Um, But because it makes me feel more normal, right? Like no one wants to be inside of that struggle all the time. And I do believe that what you give attention to is what becomes at the forefront of your life. So I don't want to focus on my daily pain. I want to focus on the things that light me up, that bring me joy, that make the days better, that make my life incredible in the way that it is today. And don't get me wrong. I love my life, but it is life by design, right? I could never go back to teaching because my health would never allow it. So I built a life in which I have the capability and the flexibility to be successful on my own terms, around my own schedule, around my own fluctuations inside of my health. And I think when the pandemic hit, I was like, poised to train other women to do the same thing, right? Because all of a sudden the world had to do this massive, massive pivot and learn to do things in a different way, which is, had been exactly what my transformation had been inside of my accident. And so it's probably really no coincidence that that was when my coaching business really 
took hold and took shape because I saw a direct need to help people, women specifically inside of their network marketing businesses that were struggling, that didn't know how to cleanly make that pivot and that change and what that could look like inside of their business. So it's just interesting to kind of look back on it. And people ask me all the time, can you summarize the things that led to your success? And I think for me, it was just the inability to give up right? The, the audacity to believe that I could do it another way, that I could do it my way and that my way could translate to any level of success that I want it to. And for me over the last year, I've even learned that I need to let go of the hustle because the hustle doesn't serve my health. I need to bring more flow, more joy, more ease into my life and into my business. And as I learn that, it's this beautiful transition of my clients learning that and being able to integrate that into their lives as well. And so this beautiful journey of life, right? And so that's my story and it's not the end of my story, right? It's just, it's just the middle. It's just a piece of my story. And there's so much more obviously that has kind of made me who I am today. But the truth is that accident that accident changed everything. And not that I would ever choose to go through something like that, but I do believe that you can find purpose in every single thing that happens to you. And if the purpose in what happened to me was that I got to learn to live life like at a different pace and enjoy it at a different level and release the things that weren't serving me. Because after you've been through something traumatic and really, really hard, you just don't hold on to some of that shit, right? You just, you just let it go. And the truth is I don't have the energy to do all the things. And so if I focus on like things that like don't light me up, that don't actually matter, that sucks the energy out of the things that do. And so I don't, I release so much. And I keep a very positive mental state because that's, that's what serves me. And so I don't know, what is it that led to to my success? I don't know, because it's just the beginning of my story, right? There's so much more that I'm working towards. There's so much more that I aspire to. And there's so much more that I'm here to do in this world that I am put on this earth to do. And so if you have made it this far, because Sorry about that. I muted myself somehow. If you have made it this far, because I feel like this has been the longest one that I, the longest podcast that I have done in a very long time, kudos to you. (laughs) Um, And thank you. Thank you for listening this far. And I would love to hear what you've taken away from this. I would love to hear which piece of my story resonates with you? Because that is one thing that I'm finding over the course of the last few years is that the more of my story that I share, the more people I meet that have been through similar things, right? That have had similar experiences that struggle daily, silently behind the scenes that no one knows of. And so let's normalize this kind of stuff. Let's like bring, not bring suffering to the surface, but let's let people know that they're not alone and that even inside struggle, there can be triumph, right? That I can learn to do things better, that I can still have every single dream that lives inside of my body, even though I only have two to four working hours a day. That's okay. 
those two to four hours, they will be well used. And then the rest of the time, the people always say, how do you get everything done? Like you must not sleep. The truth is I sleep eight to 10 hours every single night because my body requires me to do that. Because when I don't, I am a disaster with a brain that doesn't actually work. And the truth is I have built systems into my life that allow me to thrive at this level. And I have assistance. I have an entire team that supports me that like, that picks up in the areas that I now struggle in. So maybe if this accident never happened, it would have taken me longer to build a team because I could do more of that myself. But at the end of the day, this team that I'm building is part of my legacy. And it is part of what lights me up every single day because I love working with these women. I love working with all women. My purpose in life is to empower women. And maybe that's just another piece of the puzzle, right? Maybe that's just another way that I get to do that, that I'm privileged enough to do that. And so it isn't the end of my story. It's just a piece of my story. And thank you for sticking this out episode out with me. I would love to hear what you thought about it. I would, <sighs> anyways, that's it. <laughs> so I will see you inside the next episode. If you are binging your way through, or I will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. If you are one of my incredible loyal listeners, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you got a few takeaways and feel energized to get out there and take on the world. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Or if you are on Facebook, join me in my Facebook group, Level Up with Lori Inner Circle. Or tag me on Instagram at This Is Life with Lori, and I will be sure to give you a shout out. Until next week, my friends.